Hello. Hello. We're so casual today. The dogs are out. We're taking Q and A. Could go. It could go really, really bad. well or terribly. Yeah. It could go really poorly, especially someone asked me, or I was messaging with someone, and they were saying how if there was a script, we hide it really well. And I was like, no, there's no script. It's just holding on for dear life. Um, All right. So we put a thing up yesterday, or last week, rather, and gave people about seven minutes lead time to submit Mm -hmm. a question. And actually got a couple after we stopped recording, um, but wanted to kind of... Yeah, give people more time. And, yeah, give people more yeah. time and so put it up again. So this will be, it's not a live video, uh, well, or whatever that kind of Facebook Live thing is, but it's pretty much in real time. So I guess before that, the, the whole Q&A type scenario is one that I sometimes have mixed feelings about. Okay. Because I think it's important to ask questions, and I think it's important to provide honest answers, but I also, and this is probably an insecurity of me, feel like sometimes it's like a little, like like, like don't want to be know-it-all. You know what I mean? Sure. I think some of the questions, though, they're about us. So yeah, we hopefully know something about ourselves. Coaching, we're not, right? Our we're just, stuff. It's our perspective. Yeah, it's so we're not pretending to know. This is not the only answer for many of these things. It's our take on it. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's the way to say it. Good. Um. All right. So I guess we'll just jump right in. Maybe we have to say like so and so from, you know, like Boise, Idaho, wrote in <laughs> with the question. Yes. No, I don't know. That. We didn't say the names. We won't say the names. We won't say the names. No. Um, all right, so let me go through them. The first one is stand by. There were some from last week. Did you? There were some from last week. I am not good at this whole thing, but okay. Here's one to start. This whole thing being life or organizing? No, mostly life. Okay. The camera's not on, by the way. What? Yeah, it is. The screen thing is just flipped. Okay. Um, okay. So. What are some of your goals, both personal and professional, for 2020? Mm. The old goals questions. Good question. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good start off yeah. question. Yeah. You want to go first while I. I'll go first. You gonna lock the dogs in the closet? Sure. Come on, pups. Come. Let's go. Come on. Goals go. for 2020. Should I just talk to our people here? Yeah. Um, One of my goals, I would say, is something we talked about um, in a couple of other podcasts, just finding the, the line of discipline, I guess, versus, um, you know, being connected to what's right for me that day. So, that also leads to the notion of being present, um, which I think is sort of an overused term, but um, just trying to be um, to be able to be in the moment and not have everything be a should. So 
as it relates to training, um, I was saying being connected with what I feel and I need, not necessarily what I feel like I should do, which kind of goes back to our thing about discipline and being present. So for me, that's like a goal personally to be a little bit Are you more. saying with training or in life in general? I guess just in life in general. Be, I mean, present is such an overused term, but yeah. but I do feel like, for me, like awareness, um, which requires being present. Yeah, I mean, it's overused, but it's not used enough. It's not implemented mm. enough. So I could say that about my training, mm-hmm. like not just doing what's like, okay, it's Tuesday, so, and I should, I should go hard because I haven't gone hard for two days or any of that stuff. Yeah. With us, I think it would be like we talked about, you talked with our friend about the relationship language. I forget what it was called. The Imago. The Imago, Imago dialogue. So Tim. being able to, it's like a way to to talk to each other, to like be more present and hear what the other person's saying. Yeah, it's powerful. Not just be re- re- reactive. So yeah. from that place, um, you know, those would be two things. And I think those contribute a lot to when I find myself not doing well is deviating from that. So that would be personal goals. All right. I'll go personal. You can think about professional because you've been talking for a long time. Um, personal goal for me is to have more fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that relates to the fuck fun t-shirt, but that's a goal. It, it honestly is. And I can joke about it and all, but, and for years I've been kind of being a little silly about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to have fun and stuff, but man. Um, but I mean like, so that's a goal. What yeah. do you think you would have to do? So like for me, some of the tools would have to be being more connected to how I feel, taking that time, maybe implementing that Imago language, like asking certain questions to get me to be present what would be a tool for you? Because you can say that, but there has to be action there. Yeah. Um, This is something that Julian and I were talking about out in San Diego. And it's like finding an activity that you can learn that's the challenge is like not being tied to something that is very strongly integrated into either past or present Mm -hmm. that has me interacting with other people, um, you know, kind of getting outside of some comfort zones type deal. Any ideas? With that? Well, I mean, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is skydiving, right. getting back up in the air and jumping again. That's something I would really like to do. Yeah. Spring is coming. Spring is coming. Um, okay. I would also like to... I would also like to learn something completely new as well um, and have fun in that process. Like physical or non-physical? Or do you care? Like, like non- cooking? Like- yeah, that's not fun to me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, some, some sort of, either like something in like maybe the, like in art. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be. I want there to be some sort of... Like, I don't want it to just be studying. Mm-hmm. I do enough yeah, of that. Yeah. Um, something involving, like, for example, the wood carving. Like a skill. Like a skill, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like So I have that wood carving thing I'd like to get into. That's a little bit of a on-your-own type thing. 
uh, but something that is not a stepping stone. You can st- come to um, ballet with me. Something that is not a, I was going to say a stepping stone, but like something that's not for a very direct use. Right, just fun for the sake of fun. Fun for the yeah. sake of fun. And really see like, can I have fun? Because some of all of that. So, but that's a, that's okay. a personal goal. And that ties into it. We've been trying to have more social interaction, which is good. That's going better. Yeah. Professionally is a big one. Yeah. We sort of have been hinting at things. So we do have some plans professionally Yeah. Uh, combined. But I guess without saying anything about that or being specific, I mean, professionally for me, it's, that's much easier to say than personally. It would be to really align like what I believe in and what I'm passionate about as it relates to what I do, which is fitness and helping people and that whole realm with like the model and the executing it, like how I do that. So like currently the women's group, that's a, yeah, that's been big for you. That's a big thing for yeah. me. Like I feel like that's on par with really executing something that is about what I believe about fitness. I'm not sort of, compromising in any way in that and having to say well this doesn't really work because of this and this and this so more of those type of things Mm -hmm. would be my professional goal and aligning that and being able to see that you know to fruition does part of your professional goal involve wearing all motown gear you've got the hat you've got the sweatshirt if you were wearing the pants you'd be three for three or the socks oh you're 50 percent there it's not that much. Anyway. Go on. Sorry. Your professional sorry. Goal. Um, yeah, my professional goal would be to kind of take between the ears to the next level, um, <clears throat> both in terms of more ongoing interaction with folks, mm-hmm. as well as getting out in front of different audiences. Right now, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Network is global, and that is really, really awesome. I would like to interact and engage and get in front of some of these folks' own little areas and little yeah. little groups and little tribes. Like uh, you've kind of now, you're getting the right people and now expanding to the right people's people. Yeah, kind of yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, the, the right people are definitely yeah. being attracted to Between the Years and engaging, um, and it's taken a few years to get there and... Good. But that's good. And um, Veterans veterans yeah. Initiative, that's a big one for me good. as well. So those are some of the professional goals. How those come about, we'll see. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's definitely stuff in the works. So there are some, there's, yeah. yeah, there's things in the works. All right. Which is cool. If um, anybody has any sort of suggestions for us for, for our goals well no like if or if it's like oh yeah hey I, this made me think of that you know i was talking with um i was talking with a client out in san diego and he was like hey you know kind of we we're t- talking a little bit about between years it's really mm-hmm. cool because you know west coast obviously we're east coast and was able to share some time and obviously the strong fit seminar was was cool 
And we were just kind of talking about it. And he's like, you know, I just, he's like, it's so hard to articulate to people. People ask me about it. It's so hard to articulate to them, like, what the heck it is. And he's like, I have to just show you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and obviously that's like a, yeah. a, an egg that I've been trying to crack. And But you know, when you think about it, like there are other, I mean, CrossFit is kind of that. We, we've said that before too. Yeah. It's like people talk on the phone and it's like, well, and how does that work? And this work? And it's like the best way to experience it is really just, to you do gotta it. do it because yeah. we can talk all day. So I think well, as the it point, becomes more familiar, that's probably less and less. Of yeah, and my point was like, hey, like I'm also asking for help mm-hmm. in this. So you know, if you have an, if you have ideas, like there's a lot there's a lot of smart people out there yeah. who have amazing experiences, and you know, I'm asking for help. So anyway, all right, cool. That's that question. That's that question. Oh, I think we got some more actually coming in buzzer beater questions um what are some of your goals how did you approach teaching nutrition Mm. to your kids good question that is a great question you know um the kids have kind of our kids have been on whether they like it or not they've been part of the journey i've gone on with fitness and nutrition so I will say a couple of things, you know, I've had my own struggles with food and, you know, like that's, I've always been very aware to try not to expose them, like very aware of how I speak about food mm. when, especially when I was in an unhealthy relationship with it. So I think first off with kids being very aware of using words like good food, bad food. And I know those are sort of general, like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, not... You're saying using or not using? Yeah, like not using that association with food. Just always trying to talk about food and food choices from a place of health. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for the kids, like, we've always treated them, um, you know, like... I feel like trying to have them learn, understand and learn. It's not really just like do this because I said so. Right. So I think we've involved them in the conversation and explaining. Now, that said, sure, I don't subscribe to that kids should never have sugar. Like, I understand that like we don't all need to have sugar. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. My personal belief is like, I think it's okay for kids to have some sugar, Mm -hmm. but also understanding like, the principles of nutrition, how the body works. Mm-hmm. Hey, when you do this, this is kind of what happens. This is how it can really impact like how you think, your brain, um, how to use food for like the best, you know, the best it can be used for, those types of things. But for us, I think the big thing that people can take away who maybe don't understand all the like details of nutrition are your kids should be eating pretty much what you're eating. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's, that's, I think modeling, I think modeling behavior um, and inclusivity yeah. is is a big one. And that's a tough one because 99% of people that, that think about food mm-hmm. as it relates to health and wellness usually go to lose weight, yeah. look better. Yeah. Your kids, like Marcus and Olivia, did not sign up for that. Mm-hmm. And so thinking about how you're modeling your behavior, what right. you're, you're teaching them something, even if you have no friggin' idea yeah. that you're doing it. 
They are watching, they are listening, they are seeing, they are mirroring. And so I think to just kind of like inhale, exhale and relax for a second and just be like, okay, what's the, the context of this is going to be educating them and empowering them so that in 15 years they can have a healthy relationship with it. Not so that they, you know, there's a lot of kids in your class that are overweight. Like, no, I think, um, there are things that people can do as a family. Like we watched food Inc at an early age and someone did say to me once like how inappropriate that was. And I thought like of all the things your kids are playing video games and watching movies, like, but you don't want your kid to see how cows and the industrialization of food. And it's something that they're eating. Like, I don't understand. So I think exposing them to some of those documentaries, talking about it. Hey, what do you think about this? Obviously at an age where it's appropriate because they can have a discussion about it. But for our dinners, and this is something, the number one thing I would say, like, I never made the kids special food. Mm-hmm. They ate what we ate. We introduced them to a lot of vegetables. So how can and, somebody then, and, and I think that's great, but if someone listening is like, well, that's great, you did that. I didn't. Okay. And now it's it's chicken nuggets mm-hmm. and, you know, right. pizzas and, and whatever. What would you, without saying like, you know, this is what you do and, you know, telling parents how to parent or giving advice, given your extensive background in working, Mm -hmm. you know, and raising them, what would you, how would you recommend someone start to maybe? I guess it depends on the kid's age. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if they're little, I mean, really and truly, like if your kids are eight and under nine and under yeah i'm not saying it's going to be easy no. and, I, and i've been there too where it's like your kid wants this and you're saying no and yeah there and and then especially when we know what happens with sugar and addiction for like sure. they're gonna freak the fuck out right just preparing for that the crazy thing is because i've been there two days and it's like it never happened they're yeah. all of a sudden like fine so the littler kids it's a little bit like hey you're in charge I'm making this decision. I messed up and now I'm going to change it. Yeah. The older kids, I think it really is like being patient, having some education around it. But that does require like taking the t- your time. Yeah. Talking about it. Like some of the things like you said, like bringing it back to, okay, let's all have dinner together. Mm-hmm. Sitting down, starting to get the like socialization back, not eating on the go not having it be about a snack, changing what's in your house. So there's just stuff that's not available. Like I get it. Kids are going to go and they're going to get snacks with their friends and they have access as they get older to other things, but you don't have to have that stuff in your house. And we go through with the kids. Like Olivia will make a salad. Marcus wants a peanut butter and jelly. Marcus would eat carbohydrates until he like collapsed. He also has started cooking, like encouraging if there's any interest in that, maybe we can all, cook together like just whatever it is for you and i think it's best starting with something that's interesting to you if you Mm -hmm. find it interesting you like to cook that's probably a good place to start yeah if you find it fascinating to like or you want to set a really nice table or like make that a deal like start with that yeah but involving them in some way and starting to like educate because it's not going to be overnight no but it is it does that's where i think we're so used to that instant kind of thing. Like, Oh, like this is never going to work. Just forget it. Yeah. But if you can kind of, um, yeah, I think that when I think about too the kids and like when they ask questions about some of their chats or conversations mm-hmm. or whatever, then that's like, okay, they're learning. Right. 
Not that oh, they don't know. Yeah. And so instead of uh, instead of having it be like, all right, kids, this is a carbohydrate, this is a protein, this is a fat, because then it's going to be like memorization. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be like, I go to school from eight to three. I don't want to be like, and so not having it be so formal. Sure. But there's a great opportunity every yeah. every morning and night to right. just have it be part of yeah. like their. I I think the last thing though is from a parent side, and again, not this is from my own experience, and you know, not judging any parents, but I think we do need to like food should also taste good, like if like putting some time and effort into like, okay, if I really want my kids to eat healthy, like maybe I need to also invest in like, you know, like maybe once a week, it's like, we're going to try to cook a meal that really tastes good. And just putting a little bit of effort into that. Yeah. That's a good point. So, um, I think that's, but yeah, we certainly, if you have other questions on that, happy to get into more in, you know, one-to-one. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Methods you use or recommend for being more mindful of habitual reactions? That's a big question. Yeah, that might be like a whole podcast. That's a big question. Well, I think we can address it now because there's also this other one that was very similar. Thoughts on bringing awareness to things we might otherwise do on autopilot. Right. So I think we really can I think about... we can dedicate maybe an entire episode to that. However, I don't want to skirt the question yeah. because we said we would talk about them. So, I think I think right off the bat, something people can do versus getting into this contextual thing. Journal. Mm-hmm. Journaling is something that is a it's a method, it's a tool, it's a resource. It costs however much paper and pen cost. And it is something that allows you to uncover what you're doing. Maybe that you didn't rationally or logically know. Yeah. Like the autopilot element. And so what journaling does is I think the process of writing it by hand, as well as the need to pause. Mm-hmm. The autopilot and habit and, and habit thing is the are, absence of the pause. Are, is the absence of the pause and are things that you're not really actually thinking about. Hence the the name. So when you sit down to journal, you pause, you have to think, Mm -hmm. you know, and just, and, and, and connect to what you think and feel. And then the physical act of writing out is, is, is amazing. And I've been working with people on this because there's quite a few people who over the past month or two, you know, they've reached out and they've. They're like, hey, I love what you're doing. I want to get into it, bop, 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 but the journaling. And I'm like, yeah, I know, it's hard. Because, you know, you probably fill every second mm-hmm. with something. And we're and, and I know that because I do it, too. Right. We all do it. Like, hey, you're sitting, you're bored, let me mm-hmm. flip through Instagram. Hey, you're not really sure what to do, reach for carbohydrate. Hey, someone's, like, yeah. like you feel it. So... Securing and honoring the space for you to pause and be with yourself mm-hmm. and check in with yourself and then clean out some stuff in yeah. your head 
I think is a way to unflip the autopilot switch is to examine your habits mm-hmm. from a hopefully a place of non-judgment and objectivity. Um, and it's really awesome. What I've, what I've experienced with, with people and with working with people is that I'll often have to check in on them about how they're approaching their journal practice. Mm-hmm. So don't approach it like you're going to uncover enlightenment and ans- and know what the meaning of life right. is it's just every single time. It's the process. Just go through it. Well, and I think you've had a couple people who have said like one of their hesitations with journaling is like, which I think is a totally reasonable concern. Like what if someone finds it? What if someone reads it? Yeah. Like it's not about collecting your thoughts in a journal. Like for sure, some people might want to go back and revisit them. It's about getting it out and so you could tear it out of the page and burn it or throw it away it doesn't like I rarely go back some of it I can't even read but I think also um because what we've discovered is like there's a lot of things that kind of keep coming up and you get some clarity on them the other day I had an experience that I realized in it like okay this is what I we've talked about it like caring about other people's opinion like not opinions like oh, I wonder if that person thinks I'm pretty or something. But like, if something happens, I invest so much into some something I can't control, which is what that person's perspective was. And mm-hmm. it like, someone I don't even know. And in that, like, I wasn't somewhere where I could journal. Yeah. I was in the middle of a walk. Yeah. But I like stopped. I like physically stopped. Yeah. And I like closed my eyes and I took a couple of deep breaths and I like talked to myself. Like, What did you say? Yeah, and I said like, okay, like, you cannot control this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to let th- this is like, I kind of established like, this is one of the, this is what I do. Like I saw that. Yeah. And so my right now, what I to to move forward, to not let this ruin a perfectly great day and sure. Totally absorb me. is like, I need to let that go. Yeah. And like, right. I can't control it. So I think at least the stopping, if you're in a place where you can't journal, yeah, the journaling is the, coming to that place of being able to recognize it is because of doing work like journaling and things yeah. like that. But in the moment, sure. like, you know, and I know it's like not nothing new to say like, okay, count to 10. The reason right. for that is like breathing. I think the breathing is huge. If you're in a state, like yeah, we're in an argument, like for us, it would probably do us a lot of good to like stop and breathe and like, yeah. okay, let's just, because it's that pause. If it's not journaling mm-hmm. something to, yeah, but it's all part of being able to recognize it. Right. If you're not recognizing it because you're not doing the work to recognize it, you're not yeah. going to have the foresight to say like, "Oh, we need to stop." Right. I agree. I talked about this on whatever podcast it was. Doesn't matter. A tool, a framework, a lens that I'd like to also that I that I use often, and we used it on you that one time where I was driving to wherever. And you, were, you weren't having a meltdown, but you were definitely like asking some serious questions. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the underlying element of like in the, in the moment and on autopilot and habitual reactions, there's an underlying lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. And so the question then is, well, how do, I impl- how do I improve or how do I become, how do I, you know, display awareness mm-hmm. in real time? And it's right. like, well, yes, answer that for yourself. Like, how can you? Something that has helped me is going through um, a progression. What do I see? Right. What do I think? What do I feel? Right. In that order. Right. Even though 
what you feel is going to be stronger than what you think, which yeah. is going to be stronger than maybe what you see. Mm-hmm. The point is, by going through that, you you small little thing, what do I see? You don't have to really think right now. Right. I mean, you mean like literally like if you're driving, what do I see? I see cars. I see the trees. Like really just what you see not some ethereal no not see. what i see like Literally, so so what if my i'm eyes are yeah like if i'm going through something what do i see right now go going into detail mm-hmm. about what i see i'm looking at k mm-hmm. she's she has what color are your eyes i don't even know they're oh cool <laughs> first time ever guys oh my god on our podcast, so but like but like looking eyes. at looking at her eyes and then her eyelashes and her eyebrows and she's wearing a black broom hat that has like going through something like like truly what is the what you're doing is you're painting a picture for the environment that you're in yeah. which is which which is an element of sure. how you interact with it what do you think like what are you thinking mm-hmm. So let's use the example, not of this sitting here, but like we get in an argument. Right. You're saying whatever, I'm saying whatever, and it's not good. All right. And what do I see? And I look and I literally where I am, I identify what I see and I, and I paint that picture. Okay. What do I think? In that moment, like I am thinking of... Right, like I'm thinking Kay's being selfish right now. I'm thinking Yeah, I'm thinking that I went through I I did this 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 and that mm-hmm. and I and, and it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And she didn't acknowledge it. Right. And now she's asking me to do that 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 and that and I'm like pretty pissed off. Right. All right, what do you feel? Like there's two parts to the what do you feel? There's What's the emotion? Like, mm-hmm. I feel unacknowledged, taken for granted, alone, sad, resentful, right. whatever that is. That's great to have the kind of labeling of it. But mo- more importantly, or not more importantly, equally as important is physically. how, you how does that, what are the sensations mm-hmm. that come with feeling resentful? What are the sensations that so come with? an example? Like, you might feel... Right, so like you're... Your so I might feel my heart... Beating through my chest, mm-hmm. I might feel the muscles in my jaw start to clench. I might feel the my teeth against each other. I might feel my face getting a little bit red, my skin getting a little bit hot. I might feel right. tension in my gut. So, like those types of things, and that can help raise awareness. Now, we use sort of like a negative example, but that can also be used anywhere. What do I see? What do I think? What do I feel? Well, it's also stopping you from just reacting because you're going through this process and in that process, right. you're having awareness. And yeah. so what it strives to do is to is to link in a, in a lowest hanging fruit progress, mm-hmm. progressive way your emotional and your rational minds. Because... And, and I think t- t- today... I coached a class. We started out on the rowers and we started slow. We started doing some, we did some warming up and I was trying to explain to them that like, because I think most people are so out of touch with how they feel. And that's something you've been looking at a lot lately, which is why we can go through a whole podcast about this, but people aren't used to acknowledging how they feel. Like we kind of are used to like pushing that away. Like, 
don't be weak. Oh, who cares? Like, you know, whatever. And the rational mind takes over, but your body is sending you those signs and that's a way for you to cultivate awareness. Okay, shit. Like I really feel completely exhausted after doing five minutes of overwarm up. What is your body trying to tell you? You mm-hmm. can override that and say, no, I'm going to get after it today, mm-hmm. which kind of goes into That's another, another question. question. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so yeah. what are some other things I'd be, I'd be lying to you if I said, if I didn't say that the between years practice will fundamentally improve your awareness. Yeah. That's the tool that it's meant yeah. to be. Yeah. And that's, and that's what it's about. Um, that doesn't mean that you're never going to go on autopilot. That doesn't mean that you're never going to fall into old habits or patterns or anything sure. like that. But you'll have, you'll be armed and equipped with the awareness and that what you choose to do with it mm-hmm. is going to be right. on you. So and the practice has some grounding anchors, which is cool. Like concepts that you can kind of like, oh yeah, okay. That, like, let me think about that as it relates to this. So. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Cause we got to keep the Moving train on. rolling. All right then girl. Um, You're so bad at this. I know. Methods you recommend for being more mindful, habitual, done. Programming. Here we go. So on back to the workout side. Programming for how you are feeling mm-hmm. versus what's written on the whiteboard. Right. So an interesting kind yeah. of to piggyback on that. Um, so recently, I guess I'll frame it. Recently, we've over the past, I don't know, year, two years, whatever it might be. We've been implementing predominantly the principles of strong fit and really learning and experimenting and digging in and sharing and all of that and why we have why we have decided to share that with others that trust us with their fitness and their health mm-hmm. is because we've seen significant improvements yeah. physically, mentally, emotionally. Right. A underlying concept is that what we do should be based off of where we are. What we do for our workout should be based off of our our body, our ner- what we're capable of that day. So back to what we were saying with some of the physical signs. Right. Like where your body is at should really be guiding more so what you do that day, not just your brain. And I think we have it. Not of, even, not just the brain, not even, but just, I mean, an inadequate, someone else's agenda. This goes kind of into the story thing mm-hmm. from last week. Somebody else's agenda, programming, whatever, you name yeah. it. That's going to determine then what you do. Right. And it's, it's like, well, why? Is that is that best for you? Right. I think the challenge is forever... I mean, this is sort of newer, a newer, I think the whole concept of connecting and and acknowledging the body-mind connection is certainly newer. Now, that's as old as Darwin, ironically, and like... It's as old as time. Yeah, but but now we're saying like, oh, okay, maybe there's like something we need to look at here. I think the fitness industry is, is catching up very slowly, but it's like the last thing to come around because... People are very attached to like, they want to, it's so much easier when people just hand them instructions. But as you said, that's someone else's agenda. Us putting on the board, you're going to do this. You're going to go really crazy today. That's just, that's just picking things out of thin air and attaching that to where someone else is at is, um, not best for them. So we've been programming 
but trying to 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 um, distribute and execute that workout in different ways for what different people might need. Yeah, and I think that we're also not saying don't ever have a plan, don't ever have a template, or don't ever follow along because sure. you know the reality of it is for somebody who is not in who's not an operator within the fitness space, who's not really coaching, but mm-hmm. wants to train, enjoys training, pop up, up, needs to use their body for right. something. Yeah. You don't know. You don't yeah. really know, or you don't want to know, or you kind of know, but want some help. So there's, there's, there's a ton of value to having somebody give you, but I guess my, my answer would be use what's there as a starting point, mm-hmm. as a recommendation. Sure. And then, if it falls in line, if it's if it's thought out, if you're just pulling stuff out of out of thin air, again, fine. But understand that your approach to it mm-hmm. is generally random, and it's just like okay, so your fitness is going to mm-hmm. be based on a certain set yeah. of you know. I think one of the things that's helpful in terms of a structure. So like I talked about it today with them. Generally speaking, maybe in the course of a week guiding people to like there should be if you're a generally healthy person right we all have days that are good we have days that we're a little more tired Mm -hmm. there's kind of in any given week we have good days and bad days we have you know good sleep days we have less than good sleep days whatever yeah but in the course of a week generally speaking you're probably going to have a day where you really go hard you feel really good and you're like yes like i want to really kind of push myself today Mm mm-hmm you're going to have probably a day where you're like, I don't feel good at all. I didn't sleep. I went out. I maybe had alcohol, I had sugar, whatever it is. I'm just down, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a day where like, yeah, you're just going like super chill. Your whole goal is just to like calm yourself down, just not stress your system. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to want to have a day where you like, it's more about like you can connect to like your muscles, mm-hmm. like not just about your heart rate getting up. I want to feel like, where are my lats? Where are my chest? Okay. And then there's probably going to be a couple days, one, two days that are like generally like a normal kind of workout. It's not that crazy. It's not that easy. But like figuring out when, what day, yes, that is very challenging. We struggle with that. I mean, it's not an easy thing, but that's what we're saying. Like some of the signs. So when you're warming up, part of the warm up is to kind of give you an idea like, yeah, like, man, this is not, I do not feel great. Today. I'm just not fired up today. That's probably an indicator, like, maybe today is not that day to really go crazy. That sort of thing. So, yeah, and I would say, and I agree. I would also say, though, like, how many days like that are you saying? Right now, and it, so the bigger right. question is, where how how are you really like approaching whatever mm-hmm. wherever fitness falls in with your life what's the purpose of you so for some cases we'll say a games athlete well that's let's not talk about games athlete because well let me just go down yeah, yeah. a couple examples games athlete someone who's a competitive, competitive yeah. fitness enthusiast right because of what you signed up for in the context of the relationship, there's less you're, choice. There's less choice. Like, if you want to do this, then you have to do it. Right. Okay. First responder, military, law enforcement. What was the what? What's your mission profile? Right. What's your op tempo? Kind of Where same are you? thing. Like, you don't really have a choice. You're yeah. signed up. You but have a responsibility. But you do too, though. Joe Maisley is doing this with mm-hmm. Grid Athlete. He's saying like 
and I love it because he put up a thing one time saying, yeah, I, I went, let's just say it was DT. He's like, it was not responsible. I went too hard on DT because I was at on hour three of a 24 hour shift mm-hmm. on a ladder, in a ladder company. He would not be yeah. able to respond. So like if you're a first responder, law enforcement, blah, 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 and you're smashing Fran right when you get to the, to the house so you can chill the rest of the time. Like, like what do you need to do? Yeah. The average person, the normal person, like, what are your, why do you enjoy coming to the gym? Mm-hmm. What is it? How do you approach coming to the gym, fitness, whatever? And if well, there's more days than not that mm-hmm. you're just like, I'm just low energy, that's what we need to figure out, not what you're going to do. No, what I think there's a couple of things. One is not just why are you coming and do you enjoy it? There are people that say they enjoy coming, but it's like, what is it? doing for you because if it's a little bit destructive in terms of what it's doing for you like we've talked about like well I feel I feel good when I leave the gym if I like did really well on a workout or I got a good score versus like physically I feel good I feel like actually I'm in a good mood I feel yeah like physically connecting to that feeling but yes I think it's a good indicator to connect with how you feel and if you're every day you're saying man I really don't feel like working out yeah that's a sign too now we got to look at that Right. If every day you're saying like, I got to crush this workout physically, that's probably not, it's not possible. And it's like, well, why is that? So trying to get to a place where you, you find like, okay, there's some sort of balance here. That's what we want. So not just abiding by like someone else saying today's the day you're going to crush yourself and today's the day you're not. It doesn't make sense. We're not, we're individual people with individual lives. Yeah. So just because we're all together for that hour, we're saying like, that doesn't make sense. Right. And if someone's training on their own, I always say this, like, are you training or are you exercising? Mm -hmm. Because if you're training, you're training for something. Not, I'm training for life. No. Mm -hmm. Then you're you're exercising for life. Yeah. I would just say question, just just question it. Mm -hmm. And the snatch is a great example. The amount of people that fuck themselves up mm-hmm. by snatching. Yeah. Why? Right. Why are you doing it? We're not saying never snatch again. But like if you're snatching every single week and your shoulder is constantly have this nagging pain. Or your and back you're an hurts, everyday exerciser. And you're an everyday right. exerciser. And you haven't done a competition. Mm-hmm. And you haven't. And you're not a athlete that like right. basically an Olympic weightlifter. Right. How do you feel after that? How is it? How is it contributing to your overall fitness? Right. And if it's like, well, because they say so. Right. Who? 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 Yeah. CrossFit. Right. Your local gym. You and me. Uh, influencers. Whoever that might be. They're not right. They're not wrong. But like, what is it to you? How? How are you controlling right. your yeah. story? And how are you writing that? And. If you feel pressured, if you feel like, well, that's what we do, do we? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, the should. The should. Yeah. So. so. And I think there was another question that we might as well roll into about that sort of when to um, feel, when to kind of push through that and when to honor. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, fatigue and training, when to shut it down and when to push through the tired. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting thing, kind of what we're saying is like, well, is it that you're physically tired? Is it fatigue and like, oh my God, I'm so burnt out on training. So I think there's a couple of things. And I, and 
I think if you're always tired because your job is like super demanding and you're like, yes, I am tired. Like, and it makes sense that I'm tired. Well, this particular person, we won't drop any names. Yeah, she has a very demanding job. Very demanding job. So I would say... Very important job for everyone else as well. Yeah. So like that's... So I would say that person, yeah, like they would probably... My recommendation would be like, yeah, you probably do need to pull back quite a bit and dose yourself very carefully. And if you do that, you you could probably maximize like your situation. But if it is like forcing it, I think you're going to find yourself in like a very dangerous like little yeah. cycle. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's not like just because you're I think if you're careful with it there's still a place for someone to like for that person to like go hard for sure yeah but the volume is going to be a huge thing the frequency that person might be it might be best for their fitness for their health for everything to like work out like three times a week max yeah but the attachment to well well, i used to work out six times a week like is this enough and i totally get that but understanding like it's that quality over quantity so you know, that might be three times a week might be just right to not be tired, to have it be something that does help you with your energy and doesn't put you in the hole. Yeah. But pushing past, but finding that right balance. And if you're like, all right, I've been working out four times a week and I'm just always tired. Something, it's an indicator that something's not quite right. Yeah. We always have to look at the bigger picture and on today, today's experience might not give up. Today's experience is just one. If we're looking at it through a straw We only see a limited amount. When we look at it with wide field of view, then we see more. I feel like for both of these questions, the tool of framing or reframing Mm -hmm. really is what I immediately come to with like, that's what we need to do. We need to reframe our approach and our relationship with fitness. We need to drop the judgment. We need to drop the history. We need to drop the... All of the outside noise mm-hmm. and simply get to know fitness and our relationship with fitness again. Yeah. And we can reframe that to have a much more healthy, a much more healthy relationship where if you were on a sailboat, Tim Chan is going to demand that I do sailing lessons now because of me never having sailing. I'll say this. If you're skydiving, if you're under a canopy, okay. where's the wind go? Like the direction of the wind. There's going to be those days where that wind, if you and you throw that sail up or you turn and you have the wind behind you and like you are going to be screaming. Mm-hmm. It's like, right, yes, that's great. There's also those times where you're going to have to fly into the wind or if you if the wind is coming at you and you throw your sail up and like it doesn't catch and you're mm-hmm. fighting to survive. So like how can you adjust your sails or how can you adjust your canopy so that this wind, this energy propels you to go where you want to go. Not just fighting against not it. Not just fighting against it. Yeah. And, you know, let's well, not and be... Well, I think some people feel like, well, yesterday, and, I, and I'm and i speaking about myself, like, but I loved how yesterday, like, I caught the wind and it, like, just, that was awesome. I just want that again. But every day, it can't be that. Every day is not going to be that day. And so I think we get a little bit addicted to that good day that win and so we just want every we're going to force it to be that and if the wind is not going that way you can't make it yeah and i think there's a fundamental thing of some things we know constantly dipping 
constantly re- constantly going level 10 intensity mm-hmm. day after day is not a long-term sustainable option. Right. It's not a long-term sustainable option if you don't want to accept the fact that you're going to break yourself. Yeah, Possibly break yourself, become disordered yeah. thinking, right. unhealthy relationship. And if you're if you're training for professional sport, hey, that's part of the job. <laughs> like Well, and those people have their life set up probably very differently to like have other factors, everything trying other anything else is working for them. So like if you take a games athlete, for example, they right. just train. Usually their spouse, their coach, their they have a support team that is helping them what they eat. Yeah, they're not they're doing anything athletes. else. They're yeah. recovering. So that's not the average person. So now you try to do that, but now you got to worry about your kids, your job, your food. Like it is not going to turn out right. the same. You cannot sustain that. Right. Now somebody who's who enjoys training, working out, whatever, doesn't have any aspirations of being a professional athlete, knows they're not one. Yeah. We we can really look at what do you want to get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're not saying not... What do you want to get out of fitness? I mean, I love training. I yeah. love working out. I love exercising. That's been something that's been part of my life for a very long time. I've had to reframe it. And every day is a little bit different. The workout, how I feel. And I'm also so why do you learning... Train? So why do you train? Why do you train the way you do? Why do you eat the way you do? Why do you, why do you engage in fitness and health and wellness the way you do i mean i don't know that it's super deep and complicated like That's i really fine. enjoy skin. it i mean okay. it brings me like today when i went to the i i like connecting to my body it it is energizing i feel good i feel in a good like some depending on the workout sometimes there's like it's also time for myself mm-hmm. i do enjoy that there's like time where there's not a lot of other things I'm thinking about considering it's kind of a pause in my life I do want to be healthy I that's important to me of a, a value mm-hmm. so nutrition and those things all fall in line with that mm-hmm. but for me it is also like a very fine line between like what that means about who I am so like yeah. if I take two days off in a row that's not like that doesn't like I have a lot of rules that I've created for myself and now I have awareness about those rules like who made those rules and why wouldn't I be able to take two days off or three days what does it matter Mm -hmm. but I think that's the process and so it's like okay for me it helps to remind myself like if I'm not feeling like working out honoring that feeling there's a reason why I'm not really fired up to go to the gym Mm -hmm. is there another place I could go or could I go for a walk or what's the thing so that tomorrow I can continue <coughs> to get all those things that I like about training because if I fight the wind then in two days from now or three days or next week hating working out dreading going in there now I'm not getting any of those positive things out of it right so I have found that like and I have to keep reminding myself that but it is about the quality and not the quantity and not the rules and not the attachment to these made up things and i have found from a performance like you know performance i say that like meaning yeah execution of fitness execution of fitness from a mental state like enjoying it wanting to go and do things 
and body composition, like all three of those things are moving in the right direction when I, it's not like if I skip two days of the gym, I gain 10 pounds. I mean, and I think it's important for people to hear that because I know that is part of people's thing. Like all the things should go in the right direction of positive. And I think often we're like, well, yeah, like maybe you like feel good about your body composition, but you feel like shit when you work out, you, you don't want to go to the gym. Like there's something wrong there. It should all be going in the positive. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's one of those things with people who can't let go of what they should do. Yeah. The templates, the yeah. numbers, the quantification right. of it. And I would say like, what is the gym saying? What is your exercise saying about you that you can't actually say about yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not to say that this, whoever submitted this question, but yeah. that's a common thing. It's just like, well, I have to come to the gym or I have to do this. I have to do this. And it's like, you're, you're kind of, you're subscribing to this other thing, this other set of rules mm-hmm. that aren't maybe in line with, with who yeah. you are. And I would say one of the, and this isn't, I, I don't want this to sound like a sales pitch and there's other people that do this. It's not just us. Yeah. But one of the things that has helped me that I know has helped other people, me working with them and me working with a coach is having someone to help guide that process. Yeah. So it's a very like you're not just in a vacuum where it's like, well, what do I want to do today? I have no idea. I could right. do this. I could do this. I could do this. Having someone kind of be like, all right, here are some ideas. Let's try to work towards like what that might feel like today and someone that's sort of a guide. So if someone is struggling with that, there are, uh, and again, it's not a sales pitch, but like that's where coaching as a like programming, working with someone as a coach for the fitness side can be really helpful. Like giving a little bit of guidance, not just throwing you out there and saying, figure it out. How do you feel? Cause I know that's extremely, it can be paralyzing and very frustrating. It it really is. And it really can be. And, you know, one of my clients is a good athlete, really good athlete. And we see it time and time again where, you know, you do these things kind of mindlessly. You do these things on autopilot. You do these things Mm -hmm. just because of what they say. And if we ask ourselves, like, is who's in control here? Is the workout controlling me or am I controlling the workout? And yeah, that sounds all well and good and simple. I'll tell you, he's been digging in and doing the work and making some amazing changes and transformations because he's taking back his life. And the power of movement and the power of exercise is is Mm non-negotiable. Your brain doesn't care if you're doing muscle-ups and snatches. Mm Like your body doesn't really know what you're right, doing. Right. If, are you moving? Are, is there a signal happening? Is there a response right. happening? Yesterday I went for a walk with the dogs. Part of my workout, part of my fitness for the day was a 60-minute nasal breathing walk for the dogs, mm-hmm. with the dogs. And it's like, that's not a workout. And it's like, that's not a workout for a certain type of working out. Mm-hmm. That's not a workout for CrossFit it or for bodybuilding or for a purpose for your body and your mind. Yeah. Period. And I didn't put a ruck on. I didn't tow a sled. Yeah. I didn't do any of that. But when everything, I mean, that's amazing that that consideration is always there. Maybe I should like, and that's, I think for people to know, like that's normal to have that because it's questioning because you're doing something that's different than 
what you've done all this time and questioning that there's going to be a little bit of that friction, but it's like, that's what it is to evolve. So, yeah. And just to wrap it up, looking at fitness, not just from sport. Yeah. Looking at fitness, not just from competition, from performance, from stats, from PRs. Like when we think about fitness, we apply, we look at mental, emotional, and physical fitness. That's the fitness continuum. That's the fitness Mm -hmm. spectrum. If we're only on the physical side and we're not doing anything with the the mental or the emotional side, we're failing. It's limited. We're limited. It's limited in what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the amazing thing is we can look at the mental and the emotional side and have positive influence on the physical side. But if all we do is focus on the physical side, we're going to, it doesn't work the other way. Like, Like that, maybe it does a little bit, but... It's not, it's not as influential. It's like you can get better at whatever. Anyway, so that's, that's kind of, I think, something to look at. And, um, yeah, and that, that, but those are, those are good questions. Let me do, let me see see one more, any other last minute, last minute entries here. No, that's pretty much it. Somebody asked me. If I collect anything, there were some, there were some, some silly ones that came in that I, that I didn't entertain, but, um, all right. Yeah. So that's good. good question and answer. I think, um, yeah, we'll see what next week is. I don't know if we want to spend the whole episode on that. We'll, we'll kind of see. There's no script. There's no master plan or strategy for this stuff. So no, we talk about, um, I mean, we generally come up with a topic and we flesh yeah. out like things but if there's it is good to helpful if people have like oh yeah i really would like to talk about this or hear your take on this or you know those are all things for sure that we yeah value and um yeah we have some happenings Mm -hmm. february 8th is the between year seminar Yep. In Morristown. In Morristown. It's not going to be online. It's it's not going to be like any other event. So there will be lecture and theory and concepts. Less physical. There'll be some physical. Less physical. Probably about not... probably about I would say two thirds to one third. And the physical will be one third physical. One third physical, yeah, yeah sorry. And the physical be, will be there will be a workout, mm-hmm. like like very much a workout element. And then there will be other type of movement. Yeah. So, you know, you're not going to be in your chair for four hours and then working out for two yeah. hours or whatever. Um, lecture. I say lecture because it's a presentation, information, yeah. that whole you bit. speaking, teaching. Yeah, teaching. Um, there will be practical exercises. So things that, yep, it's all well and good, but like let's actually do some work. So you'll do some work on yourself in that. Um, and then obviously some a, a movement element yeah. with one of them being... And it's a small group, which I think is cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we've been experiencing like 10 is like the max yeah. for some of this stuff. Um, someone did ask you if you're going to do a BT retreat. Right. Someone asked I about think, that. Yeah. You know, you've done the retreat styles like immersion. Yeah. And that's something you're looking at getting a weekend for. Yeah. Next, uh, probably in the fall. Yeah. Realistically, so, just because um, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So we have that. The practice. I've been actually getting people saying WTF. Yeah. Like, like are you going to do like, a group? Yeah. I, it, it didn't Which work for cool. me. I, I'll be honest with you. 
it's a lot of work for me. It's a lot of emotional work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I... To run a group. To run a group. Yeah. This group, I think... The, the current group is... Which is smaller. Which is smaller. Yeah. The current group, which is smaller, is better. Yeah. The previous group, there was about three times as many people. That was too yeah. big. And yeah. I knew... And I kind of was like, oh, I'll open up. And I, and I like, went against my gut. And I, like, lesson learned on that one. Don't you say that word until you know what it means. (laughs) I read two pages. Oh, please. Anyway, um, so I do think, I do think I'll be starting another group, actually. And, but this will be, like, 10 people. Um, Maybe springtime, Mm -hmm. you know, this group's coming up, finishing up their first month. So you're, maybe you're getting closer to the practice level two version two yeah the 2.0 you're right you're right um, 2.0 and i might do another women's group also in the spring yeah and see about it's interesting because that group could work also virtually if there's people i mean it's great that we do the workout together every week but yeah that's huge there might be an opportunity for someone who really wants to do it i would love to do a similar uh, between the ears in-person yeah. group yeah what's funny about that is most of the people in the practice right now live everywhere else live yeah. everywhere else yeah um uh, but right. anyway you guys can also we do work with people one-on-one yep i yeah so some of the programming stuff that's like not like i said not a plug but we are very much aware and this isn't to pat ourselves on the back but We've been spending and dedicating our life to learning and evolving. Most gyms are not doing this. So for a lot of people that aren't in the Morristown area, it's like, great. Well, when I come in and my coach says, this is what we're doing. um, One of my clients goes to another CrossFit gym and we work with what we can open gym time. She does come down to us every now and then, but there's a lot of ways to work on, figuring out your approach to fitness without you leaving your gym. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, if that's something, reach out. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Okay. Thanks for the questions. See you next week. Bye.